It's time for the Tom Sumner Program. The Tom Sumner Program is a live variety show with music, comedy and special guest interviews every Monday through Friday. The Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. Our theme music is Fruit of the Louvre, provided by Flint composer-producer Howard Eddy. Stay tuned, because it's on now. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. The Tom Sumner Program. Have you lost your job and your health care coverage due to COVID-19? You're not alone, and Genesee Health Plan can help. I called, and they provided health care enrollment over the phone with Medicaid, HealthCare.gov, and Genesee Health Plan. They made sure I had access to doctor visits, my prescriptions, and more. Getting health care coverage can be confusing. You don't have to do it alone. Get help with GHP. Call 844-232-7740 or go to GeneseeHealthPlan.org. We're in this together, and together we'll get through right it. Right now, the COVID-19 vaccine are available to millions of Americans, and soon they will be available to everyone. This vaccine means hope. It will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. I want to go back to work and I want to be able to move around. To visit with Michelle's mom, the hugger, and see her on her birthday. You know what I'm really looking forward to is going to opening day in Texas Ranger Stadium with a full stadium. We've lost enough people, and we've suffered enough damage. In order to get rid of this pandemic, it's important for our fellow citizens to get vaccinated. I'm getting vaccinated because we want this pandemic to end as soon as possible. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. So roll up your sleeve and do your part. This is our shot. Now it's up to you. Hi, I'm U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow, and I'm listening to the Tom Sumner Show. Live TV, here we go. Nomadland. Please watch our movie on the largest screen possible. And the Oscar goes to Louis Zhao, Nomadland. This is for anyone who has the faith and the courage to hold on to the goodness in themselves and to hold on to the goodness in each other. And the Oscar for Best Actress goes to Frances McDormand. My voice is in my sword. We know the sword is our work. There's so much work to do, guys, and that's on everyone in this room. Tonight I'm going up. (laughs) We're going up, you know what I mean? Peace, love, and onwards. The best films are the ones we feel right here. Oh, my God, he's so heavy and he's so cold. And I also stand here as Jamaica and I break this glass ceiling with so much excitement for the future. This is beyond anything I could ever imagine. Except this is something I've always imagined. <laughs> and the Oscar for Best Animated Feature. 
goes to Soul. We want to thank music teachers and art teachers everywhere. You make the world a better place. And the Oscar goes to Jo Jung Yoon. Mr. Pitt, finally. <laughs> nice to meet you. Were you. Where were you while we were filming in Tulsa? She don't know nothing about Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. I know. That's the butt. Yeah, it's the butt. I know that. The butt was. Wait a second. And the Oscar goes to. I believe we have an opportunity and a responsibility to me um, to tell the truth. You will remain as we remember you always. My mother taught me to refuse hate. She taught me to refuse blanket judgment. It is my hope that all of us would teach our kids and not only to remember, just refuse hate. Academy congratulates Anthony Hopkins and accepts the Oscar on his behalf. Thank you. We give this one to our wolf. Oh! From the Tom Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm Tom Sumner. As we kick off the 14th year of doing this show with some snippets from the 93rd annual Oscars last night. If you didn't see them, there were a few highlights from there. And um, if you if you did see it, maybe a chance to reflect on some of the highlights from last night's uh, Oscar ceremony. Done a little differently than in the past, but uh, certainly different was a uh, shout-out to Taylor, Michigan during the um, during the Oscars last night when Stephen Yen gave uh, the Detroit suburb what that doubtless is its first shout-out during a live Oscar broadcast. While introducing the nominees for the Visual Effects Award, he said, When I was seven, living in Taylor, Michigan, my mother took me to watch Terminator 2 at the theaters. I'm pretty sure she didn't know what the movie was about. And to her and my surprise, we got to see some stuff. So anyway... Um, Hats off to Taylor for getting an Oscar mention, if not an Oscar. And uh, we got a great show to uh, kick off our 14th year. I can't believe it was 13 years ago this past Friday that I first started doing a radio show every day. And we're still still grooving along. Coming up, we're going to talk about um, what... Uh, small businesses are saying about proposed pro-union legislation um, and to talk about that i have uh, eric groves co-founder and ceo of alignable will be joining me uh, just in in a couple of minutes and then in the second hour of our three-hour tour we're going to uh, talk with leonard cole this is and you got to tune in for this because this is going to be way over my head he's written a book called chasing the ghost it's about uh, Nobelist Fred Rains and the Neutrino by Leonard Cole, who will join me in the second hour of our three-hour tour. So we're going to talk about, you know, science and stuff. Um, then in the uh, 
third half of our three-hour tour, we'll pick it up from uh, an interview that's going to start uh, toward the end of the second hour with the uh, Chief Diversity Officer for IBM, Carla Grant Pickens, talking about how tech companies are unlocking the power of neurodiversity and embracing a rainbow of thought. And then we wrap it up today with um, the author of... Uh, Oh, no, he's not the author of a book. He's uh, talking about the new grant program that FEMA has and how Americans can get COVID funeral costs reimbursed. And uh, he is uh, the founder uh, of uh, the free consumer site Funeralocity.com. Ed Michael Reggie will join me during the third half of our three-hour tour to kick things off uh, for today. But I just want to say before we go to uh, just a quick bumper and into my uh, my interview with Ed Groves, um, I just want to say thanks to all the guests, all the sponsors, all the co-hosts, all the musicians who have been a part of this program for the last uh, 13 years and counting. So stay tuned. Lots of good shows. <music> Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is the Tom Sumner Program. And uh, this hour, we're going to talk about a, uh, a recent survey done in uh, late March through the uh, 1st of April um, about how some recent legi legislation might impact small businesses. The survey was done by Alignable, and uh, we're going to find out a little bit more about it from the uh, co-founder and CEO of Alignable, Eric Groves, who joins me by phone. Hi, Eric. Welcome to the show. Hey, Tom. Thanks for having me. It's wonderful to be here. Hey, can you tell me just very, very quickly what Alignable is and, and why they would be uh, a, a good source to look at this kind of uh, survey? Sure. Sure. be happy to. So Alignable... <clears throat> is the largest online referral networking platform for small businesses, uh, small business owners in North America. We've got roughly six and a half million small business owners who are members who use Alignable to make connections, build trusted relationships, and drive towards referrals. So it's a place where they go to access information and share information. And <clears throat> over the past, a little over a year now, we've been collecting all kinds of information about the impact that COVID has had on small businesses, um, the PPP programs, uh, everything that we can, you can imagine about sort of the life and times of being a small business owner through this crisis. And, uh, and now we're also tackling additional um, uh, events like this uh, one around the PRO Act. And what exactly is the PRO Act? It's, it's something designed to be pro-union, um, which by itself doesn't sound like such a bad thing, but how would a, a pro-union bill negatively impact small business owners? So it, it's interesting. Is that, you know, if you look at it on the surface, you wouldn't expect um, this type of legislation to have a detrimental impact on small, on small businesses. Um, because you're right, it is really around enabling people to join unions and to make it easier for unions to grow their membership base. Um, there's, a, there's a formula that they've inserted, and this was actually started off in California 
in statewide legislation that they had there that basically has this ABC calculation. And the B part of it has to do with um, who, uh, as an employer, you have to put on full-time on your payroll. And so clearly, if you have freelancers um, who are doing a job for you, um, you know, what, what this act wants to have happen is for those people to have to come become part of the employees of that company, you know, under the auspices of it, you can then get that person to join the union. Um, which, you know, it, it seems like it could make sense. The challenge was that with that is a lot of freelance businesses uh, don't want to go and work for a company. Um, and the way that this legislation is, is worded, if the company itself has employees that do the same type of work as the freelancer, the freelancer has no choice but either to become an employee of that company if, if they want to hire them or not get the work. And so this is very detrimental to freelancers and businesses who use freelancers to deal with ebbs and flows in their business um, because it basically makes it very difficult for companies to hire freelance businesses. What do what do we mean when we say small business in this age of the gig economy? <laughs> well, you know, it, it's it's very wide in terms of you know who's included into that. But you know, roughly eighty one percent of the businesses who file some form of business income are solopreneurs, independent contractors, or people working on their own. So it's a massive group of people. Uh, some of them are, you know, stay-at-home moms or parents um, that are working to, to generate some income. Some are people who are working multiple jobs in order to um, provide an income for themselves and their family. Uh, and sometimes it's, you know, a business owner who's starting to try and get their business off the ground that, you know, drives Uber as well. So it's, you know, it's everything you can imagine, but these are the people that are working incredibly hard to try and be creative about the way that they generate income. And this legislation basically um, deals them a pretty heavy blow. And, and it, can't, it, it can't be an intended consequence of the act. Um, well, you know, <laughs> I'm not a politician. Um, <laughs> you know, all you can do is point, point to what happened in California Right. And see the the impact of this um, was pretty immediate. Um, and what happened was a lot of businesses that were hiring people in California, whether they were actually businesses in California or in other states, realized that they were putting their business at odds with this legislation if they were to hire freelancers in California. So they basically stopped. And all of these people lost their work. And you can imagine, this is everybody from the media to, you know, artists who are working for large um, film houses to Uber drivers. So it was a pretty massive bill. And California now is trying to figure out ways to unwind this act to actually make it less punitive on people. But it's been a nightmare. And, you know, the fact that, you know, federally we would try and enact something like this and not take into account 
um, you know, this massive population of business owners is just, you know, very surprising. More with Eric Groves from Alignable Straight Hello out there, everybody. It's me, Tigger. T-I-double-G-R. That spells Tigger. And don't forget to remember to listen to Tom Sumner program on account of because he's so bouncy. <laughs> I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. Our lives have been turned upside down by COVID-19. When a vaccine becomes available, it's critical that all of us get it. What we do as individuals will impact everyone's health, including those who can't get the vaccine. We won't get through this unless everyone takes part. Now is the time to get up to date on all recommended vaccines for both kids and adults. Experts say it's more important than ever for everyone to get their flu vaccine this year. And if you're older, you should get both the flu and pneumonia vaccines, since both illnesses can make COVID-19 even worse. Vaccines are available at a lot of convenient places, so be an example for friends and loved ones and encourage them to get vaccinated too. We all want to reunite, travel, and get back to school and work. But that means we all need to get on board. This is the time to do what's right for each other. Get vaccinated. It's our best shot. Hey, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. Catch me and a gaggle of great guests weekdays on Our Voices Radio, WFOVLP 92.1 FM. You never know who might drop by. Joe By from the Blue Hawaiians. Dan Serling. Congressman Dan Kildee. Alexander Zondrick. Actor, comedian Joe Napote. Woodrow Stanley. U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow. State Senator Jim Ananick. Comedian Brian McCree. The unknown comic. Mark Farner. And Tom, I want you to know Tom's my friend. You, you've always got great questions, and you know the material, and you, and you care about it, and it's, uh, it's that's impressive. Nice to be with you, Tom. And I admire you for reading all of that. I haven't read the whole thing. I'm willing to admit that. <laughs> hey, Tom, this is my favorite interview all It's like having coffee at the kitchen table with you. Tune in Monday through Friday from 9 to 12 right here on 92.1 of a Kind. And check out our website at TomSumnerProgram.com. MTA Flint is nationally recognized for continually seeking to provide sustainable, reliable, and cost-efficient transportation for individuals throughout the region. Through work-related and non-emergency medical transportation and your ride services, MTA is moving people with future and alternative fuel technologies. More information about MTA Flint and specialized services is available at mtaflint.org. Discoveries. They happen when we least expect them in places we thought we knew. And discoveries have a way of teaching us a little more about ourselves along the way. Welcome to Flint and Genesee County, where up north meets down south. Home to Michigan's largest county park system and a vibrant culture. A place filled with discoveries we've yet to make throughout acres of beautiful lakes, wetlands, and woods, and in the diverse city beyond. Where the uplifting melodies of gospel choirs fill the air. Where the work of renowned artists color the galleries and museums. 
where the fresh fruits and vegetables at the downtown farmer's market awaken our senses, and where the cultural center and planetarium broaden our view of the world. Let's spend a few days enjoying the wonders of Flint and Genesee County, where the joy of discovery is pure Michigan. Your trip begins at michigan.org. This is Congressman Dan Kildee, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. More with Eric Groves from Alignable straight ahead. My show is based in Michigan, um, actually in, mm-hmm. in Flint, Michigan. And I grew up in a world that was absolutely without question pro-union. And sure. so it's hard for me to imagine the majority of small business owners that, y- you know, that you surveyed with this uh um mm-hmm. in this report being you know fearing negative impact if this bill which is looks like it's headed to the senate passes yep. um you uh, surveyed 11,606 um where did those people come from uh from the membership of alignable or yes yeah, they're all small business owners on our platform. Um, you know, as, as from a from the standpoint of you know having a large enough statistical sample, um, you know, getting over five hundred is is seen as typically a pretty good response. We're in the orders of you know ten, eleven thousand. So um, you know, it's a very comprehensive survey across North America. You, you know, and well, yeah, this um, is you know, this is great. We're a very horizontal platform. This yeah. is this is great, Eric, because uh, you know I talk to a lot of people about survey results, and a lot of times, yeah. well, we polled you know six hundred and thirty people, you know, that were yeah. likely voters or, or whatever. And when you talk about a survey yeah. that encompasses ten or eleven thousand people, that's that's a lot of respondents, and sixty one percent of independent contractors anticipate losing seventy six percent or more of their business now, whether the act actually does that or not, the fact that they believe that it will is a real issue sure. isn't it yeah, it absolutely is, and it's why I think the folks in Washington really need to look carefully at the wording of this bill. You know, I can understand their desire to support uh, unions in the work that the unions do. And well, especially do. Democrats. Um, but it's, yeah, but at the same <laughs> time, I, it's, it's not fair to um, put this group of people who, you know, literally have very creatively found a way to navigate through the last year of COVID, um, because these weren't the ones getting the big loans and the uh, you know, a lot of relief from the government. Um, these are people who are scrappily trying to put together their income in order to stay in business and feed their families. And now they're, you know, basically dealing them another blow um, that could be worse than the hit of COVID. And, and it's hard to imagine anything that could have a more negative impact on businesses, smaller otherwise, than we've seen from the pandemic over the last 14, 15 months. But what's interesting about your survey is that there were high numbers. I mean, it was a majority of people in several different demographics 
Mm-hmm. You want to talk about that a little bit, Eric? Well, yeah. So what we did was we asked both businesses that were independent contractors, freelancers, and the like. And also we asked our members who depend on freelancers for their business. So larger scale businesses that um, you know work with or hire freelancers when there are ebbs and flows in their business. And, you know, across the board for both sides of the equation, this legislation would just be deadly in terms of its impact. And, you know, you talk about uh, 67% of women-owned businesses would lose Mm -hmm. most of their business. Veterans um, reporting uh, uh, at at a rate of 65% believing uh, the same massive loss of re- revenue um yep and and nearly half 45 percent of all small businesses would be forced to shut down exactly um, and, and you know and, these and are also, groups of I, people I, that were i don't yeah, i don't want to leave out from that list minority owned businesses um yes. who said uh well 62 percent said they're vitally or highly dependent on having a side hustle to stay afloat. Absolutely. And these are groups that were pretty um, significantly and adversely impacted by COVID, Um, you know, both in the impact, the financial impact of COVID on their businesses, but also were, um, you know, minority-owned businesses were almost two times more likely to have their PPP loan application rejected. So <clears throat> these are people who have been fighting like mad to try and get through the last year, and now, you know, this would just be devastating. Now, where does this legislation stand? It's been passed by the House of Representatives in Washington. It's headed to the Senate. Um, yep. Where is, where is the White House on this? Well, interestingly, the White House has tried to incorporate this into the stimulus plan. So while the, it, the wait, uh, um, let me let me back up, Eric, into the stimulus plan or or the um, what's the being two trillion the, dollar infrastructure. Yeah, it's being plan. called infrastructure yeah. or the jobs bill, depending on which talk show you're watching. You're right. <laughs> yes, yeah. So it was uh, sort of channeling on its uh, its own to the Senate. Um, uh, committees, but uh, most recently the Biden administration um, pushed forward an idea to incorporate it into this infrastructure bill and make it part of that, which, um, you know, again, would make sure that this doesn't get the full hearing um, and, uh, you know, research that it needs to have prior to coming to the floor. So that was even more scary. Does it look like it has support in the Senate? Well, it's tough to say because I don't think that the senators really truly understand the implications of the legislation that they're putting forward. They see it as just simply a pro-union bill, um, but they're not looking at the devastating impact on freelancers and independent contractors. Everybody from an independent trucker to, you know, a, a freelance writer would be impacted by this. And, you know, they're not really focused on that, unfortunately. And so we're hoping by getting this data out there, because there really hasn't been a survey that captured this data before, 
Um, but we're hopeful that by putting this out there and getting it to the right people in Washington, they'll at least think uh, before they act on this, and they'll make a good decision to change the wording of this section of the formula, which they could do and still, you know, put, put it through um, in a way that is not detrimental to this, you know, massive component of the, the small business economy. Were there were there hearings held uh, by various committees of the House before it acted on this legislation? Um, there must have been, but it was, you know, it came up and was passed pretty quickly in March, I believe, of this past year, of this year. Well, but it did not have, you know, it was it was not something that was openly, openly, you know, freely debated and that people knew about because when we ran the story across our members, many responded that they were shocked that this was the first time they'd heard of this bill. Well, that's that's kind of my concern, Eric. I mean, obviously, you haven't been called to testify um, before any <laughs> any committees, um, you know, right. to, to represent small businesses. Um, and I just wonder if, if anyone else has or if there are plans to do that in the Senate. Um, where's the opportunity for people to impact their representatives to look at that language? Well, I, you know, I think the key thing that they have to do is you know, realize that the Senate committee that's going to take this up is the Health, Education, and Labor uh, committee. So, you know, figuring out who, you know, if you have a representative on that, that you make sure that they know about it. And then also getting people to reach out to their senators and just express their, their, you know, horror that this, this act is being proposed. Um, you know, you can also read up, you know, the U.S. Chamber of Commerce has a very strongly written um, uh, position paper on this against um, this being passed, as well as many others. And, you know, I think one of the key things to do is actually look at what's happened in California um, as an example of what's going to happen across this country if this legislation gets passed. And it's been a complete disaster out there. Well, if the if the Senate committee is anything like the evening news, it's going to be all COVID all the time. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, no, you know well, what I mean? It, it would be, yeah. I, I can see where it would be easy to, you know, have the work that's being done about COVID relief overshadow a bill like this, and it wouldn't get the kind of public hearing that it normally would. Absolutely. And the interesting thing is, you know, these are people who have been out saying how much they're, you know, championing relief for small business owners and how vital small business owners are to our economy. And yet, you know, within the first four months of being in session, they are putting a death blow to many small businesses through this legislation. So you kind of wonder what they're thinking. Well, a lot of times I, I, I think they they. Well, I don't want to speculate. I'm, I'm not a yeah. I'm not a politician either, Eric. Um, but what what is to be done about this? I mean, where does where does the alignable survey show up where it might have an impact? Well, you know, the the one place that we can go where there's a lot of people is our membership. So we're doing everything we can to get the six and a half million businesses on Alignable to understand this and to read about it and to reach out to their senators. 
we also, you know, will be pushing this data out to the press and to people um, in various committees, uh, the Senate Small Business Committee, um, to make sure that people are fully aware of the implications of this um, because the data is, is pretty telling. Um, and, uh, you know, we're going to do everything we can. I know the U.S. Chamber of Commerce is out doing everything they can. And, yeah, we're hopeful that uh, by getting the word out that, um, you know, some of these senators will start paying attention. And and what can people do, uh, perhaps, to, um, you know, have an impact on, on the senators? Because it's it's one thing to get all riled up amongst ourselves, but right. if if we don't get word to the people who have a vote, um, this thing could go through without any public comment. Absolutely. So I think the key thing, you know, number one is just getting educated. Read as much as you can about it. You know, we've got a whole blog post about it with the data on our website. Um, there's, you know, like I said, then it has links to other both pro and against, right? You know, we have a link to the AFL-CIO and why they're in favor of it. Um, so you can get educated. And then right below that, we have links out to where you can contact your representatives uh, and your senators to let them know where you stand. But, you know, the only way that we make an impact on these guys is um, when they think about um, who's voting for them. So uh, it's really important to, to voice your opinion to your senators and, and make sure that they understand the implications of their actions. Now, I want to understand Alignable a little bit more, Eric, if you don't mind. Um, sure. How did it? How did it come about? And how does it? How does it work? How do? How do people get signed up and become part of it? And and how does that help them in what they're doing? Sure. So we're a free platform for business owners, so they can join. And um, when they join, they're basically dropped into their local community where they can connect, they can find business owners they already know and add them to their network. They can introduce themselves to people they'd like to meet. And the whole idea is it's a platform for sharing information, knowledge, and customer referrals. Turns out, um, if you ask a small business owner what their best source of new customers is, 85% of them say word-of-mouth referrals. Um, that's two things, you know, words and mouths um, working together. And the words are the things that you want people to say about you and your business, and the mouths are the people you build trusted relationships with who are willing to put their reputation on the line for you, and that's a network. So essentially what Alignable is is a network, a place for small business owners, just for small business owners and the, the, their community um, to connect and collaborate with each other, to share referrals, um, for whether they're customers, products, services, you name it. Um, but then once they're established on the platform, they can literally network across North America. They can join groups of businesses in their industry, around their interests, and they can actually get access to information that helps them succeed in business. So it's, you know, it's a very active and interactive place just for small business owners. And how do, how do they... Um manage to I, I don't know what the word is um, how, how do they ensure that it works well for them is it something that they have to put a lot of time and, and uh, effort in to, to get to know how it works sure well you know just <clears throat> when you think about 
um, you know, word of mouth referrals. It's not something that you can go and spend $500 on and get more of. It's not like an advertising platform, right? So you have to invest your time and your effort to build your network. Um, so, you know, introducing yourself to people that you want to meet and, you know, joining groups of like-minded people and, you know, be part of the conversation. And you can do that in, you know, a couple of minutes a day, basically. Um, but then you also spend some time, right, building out your profile and getting recommendations from other businesses because, you know, they, people, business owners and people make this purchasing decisions based on trust. And so we have this whole referral network that's based on recommendations of one business owner to another. And so getting recommended and giving recommendations, uh, really thoughtful ones, is one of the best ways to actually expand your network. And so, yeah, it does take a little bit of time, you know, probably takes you a good 20, 30 minutes to get set up. And then, you know, 10 minutes a day you can be, you know, just connecting with people or sharing something for someone in your network. And, you know, that's all it takes to really start to build some momentum around your referral network. Do you do other surveys aside from like the one that we've been talking about, Eric, the uh, ProAct poll? Absolutely. So since March of last year, we've been collecting all kinds of data on the COVID uh, impact on small businesses. So we tracked on a weekly basis at the beginning, and it's been a monthly basis since then, um, a whole bunch of information around the way that COVID has hit their, impacted their businesses, um, how PPP um uh, the effectiveness of how it got distributed, um, what impact that it had, who got access to it. And now um, this past month, we saw for the very first time <clears throat> a shift and a bit of optimism, I think, as vaccines are getting into people's arms, that ultimately um, we're going to start to see some form of recovery um, where it's been pretty bleak now for over a year um, for these business owners. And so we track all of that. And and are these uh, are these various surveys and polls available to John Q. Public, or do you have to be a member of Alignable to access uh, the report? They are freely available. If you just Google Alignable Research Center, you'll find a page that has all of these reports uh, dating back to um, when we first started putting all the COVID research together last March a year ago. So it's all out there and freely available to everybody. And how long has Alignable uh, been up? Uh, we've been around for about nine years now. Um, so uh, we're across the U.S. and Canada and, you know, adding hundreds of thousands of businesses each month. And and how many are you up to now, approximately? Uh, about six and a half million. That's a pretty good chunk. Uh, obviously, yeah, it is <laughs> obviously <laughs> there was a need for it, Eric. Absolutely. Well, you know, I think that, you know, one of the things that uh, when we uh, talked to business owners at the outset that we heard was, you know, a feeling of isolation and being alone as a business owner. And that's, you know, based on Alignable, that's no longer the, the case. You can connect and, and be together with many, many other business owners. And there's strength in numbers, you know, especially like when you see things like this legislation get passed or is on its way to being passed. You know, the only way you counter that is in, with numbers. And, you know, we're fortunate to be in a position to, to help these guys um, get, uh, hopefully get this action taken to, to get people to take a hard look at this bill. 
Well, I appreciate you spending some, some time with me and talking about it. I always give guests an opportunity to let listeners know where they can uh, find out more about Alignable and about all of the information that you have available. Um, is well, is there a website? Absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you so much for reaching out and inviting us to your show. This has been wonderful. But to, to get on to Alignable, all you have to do is go to Alignable, A-L-I-G-N-A-B-L-E dot com uh, online, and you can just set up an account there for free. You can um, use your address book to find everybody you know that's already on the platform, and you can start building your referral network today. Well, Eric, thanks so much uh, again, and um, keep up the good work. Thanks. It's been a pleasure, and look forward to staying connected. All right. Take care. All righty. Take care. Thanks so much. That was Eric Groves. He is the uh, co-founder and CEO of Alignable, a uh, small business platform with uh, well over 6 million uh, members and a majority of respondents to a recent survey um, are, are very concerned about this uh, PRO Act that uh, has made it through the U.S. Uh, House of Representatives and is headed to the Senate. We'll have more of the Tom Sumner program straight ahead. <music> For a while, so I'll be staying here inside. It's too dangerous out in the world. I'll see you on the other side. But when I'm in my quarantine, in my little place too high, my heart is aching and I'm missing you. I'll see you on the other side.
Tom Sumner Program.com The Tom Sumner Program.com The Tom Sumner Program.com Hi, this is Joe By from the Blue Lions, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. While we've been staying safe at home, Scientists have been on a journey. The destination, a COVID-19 vaccine. This journey began decades ago with research into other coronaviruses. Scientists built from there with months of research and development, cooperation with other experts worldwide, and clinical trials on tens of thousands of volunteers of diverse race, age, and health status. They arrived at a safe, effective vaccine and hundreds of thousands in Michigan have already been vaccinated. But the next step is ours. We need to get the vaccine when we can, keep wearing masks correctly, and taking precautions until we reach our destination, freedom from COVID-19, and getting back to the lives we love. Discover the facts for yourself at michigan.gov slash COVID vaccine. A message from the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. Start your weekend early with the Tom Sumner Program every Friday live at 11. We turn the spotlight on the world of arts and entertainment featuring artists from music, TV, and the movies. Catch everything from the rich local talent pool in and around Flint and Genesee County to up-and-coming stars of stage and screen, plus legends from New York and Hollywood. Hi, this is Greg Nagy. Hey, this is Hoppa. Hi, this is Joe Bye from the Blue Lions. Hi, this is Alexander Zonjic. Hi, this is Mark Farner. This is Maurice Davis. Hi, this is... This is Rochelle Ray. Hi there, folks. This is Sweet Willie T. Hey, this is Steve from the Nashville office. I'm Gwen Pennyman Hemphill. Start your weekend right. Go to 11 Fridays on the Tom Sumner Program. Those hands, no matter whose they are, can spread the germs of many common diseases. That's why I want you to realize how important it is to keep hands clean, to wash them regularly and always before meals with Life Boy, which not only removes dirt, but helps to remove germs. Teach the children this habit. Form it yourself. Always use Life Boy for hands and face as well as the bath. America, your children have an amazing superpower. That's right. They can help save lives by simply washing their hands. Just 20 seconds of thorough hand washing after they've coughed or sneezed or been outside can help fight against the dastardly spread of germs. Armed with only soap and water and hands, your superhero can protect you, your family, and everyone out there in America land. Amazing! Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. Imagine a journey down a picturesque river. Imagine your Flint River, 142 miles of recreation, natural beauty, and precious resources.
The Flint River is a vital resource that is available for all to use and enjoy. The river and its ecosystem provide unlimited recreational opportunities and natural beauty while supporting wildlife in a vibrant landscape. We all have a responsibility to protect and preserve this precious resource. Learn more at FlintRiver.org or call the Flint River Watershed Coalition at 810-767-6490. Tom Sumner Program.com. Hey, this is First Ward City Councilman Eric Mays, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Welcome to this presentation of the Comedy Spotlight on the Tom Sumner Program. I was a uh... I was watching television, and it was a John Wayne War movie. I guess they're all John Wayne War movies. But, did you ever think how close we came to losing the war if he hadn't been with us? <laughs> but uh, I, I don't want to tell you the plot of the thing, because I hate people to do that. But uh, we win it, you see. Now, my problem is that uh, I want to start talking about airplanes right now, and there is no logical way to get out of what I was talking about and talking about airplanes. <laughs> And you should always tie things in together. So I will try this. In the war movies, they always had that one shot of the dogfight with the airplanes. Speaking of airplanes. <laughs> I recently flew out from uh, Chicago. And I, uh, I don't enjoy flying at all. Uh, I'm one of those ones, first of all, who gets on stoned, you know, <laughs> right away. Secondly, I usually sit in the lounge and I whimper all through the flight. <laughs> and I, I look out the window and I turn to the guy who's sitting next to me and I'll say, this flying is really amazing. I said, the people, they look like ants down there. And he'll say, those are ants, you idiot. We haven't taken off yet, you know. <laughs> but anyway, there's a, there's a logical explanation for why I don't fly. I took a non-scheduled airline one time. I was in the Army and I wanted to go to Hawaii on a three-day pass. I... <laughs> but I didn't have a lot of money and they were running ads at the time uh, and one ad read, take a chance on the Mrs. Grace L. Ferguson airline and Storm Door Company. See? So... It gave an address, and I went out to this address, and it was this woman's home. And she had a little counter set up in her living room, and uh, we had to go up to the John to weigh our baggage, I remember. And then we all got in her Volkswagen, and she drove us out to the airport. We got aboard this DC-1. After we were out about two hours, a captain came out. He gave one of those addresses they all give. And I'll never forget it, and this is why I don't fly anymore. It came out like this. <laughs> You're the navigator. You ought to be able to figure out where the hell we are. <laughs> uh, good evening. 
I'd, uh, I'd like to welcome you aboard the Mrs. Grace L. Ferguson Airline and Storm Door Company. Uh, I don't know how much you know about our airlines. We've, uh, we've only been in business uh, about a week. Uh, our airline was uh, founded on the philosophy that what the American public was really looking for was a low-cost overseas transportation. Uh, we have attempted to eliminate what we call in the airline business uh, frills and extras, like uh, maintenance and, uh, <laughs> and radar and a whole bunch of, uh, of, uh, of technical instruments up in the... Uh... <laughs> Roy, have, have you ever had one that hangs on for about four or five days? I don't, I don't mind the headaches too much, but it's that damn double vision that just... Oh, uh, incidentally, I want to apologize for uh, your having to stand all the way. Uh, if I can give you a little tip there, every uh, oh, half hour or so, you want to alternate your arms through those uh, straps above your head. Uh, you, you folks flying tourists, you don't have any straps. So uh, don't uh, don't bother looking for him. <laughs> well, uh, we're going to have a little drill in a few moments uh, <laughs> by our, our two stewardesses, Trixie and Bubbles. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, Miss Watson and Miss Savage, and uh, they'll show you how to put your life jackets on. Uh, there really isn't that much to it, but a lot of people uh, get them on backwards, and. Uh, well, that way you're going to wind up with your face in the water. Uh, if we should have to ditch, you'll, you'll receive plenty of warning uh, because our co-pilot becomes hysterical. <laughs> and he'll, he'll start uh, running up and down the aisles uh, yelling, uh, you know, we're going to crash or, or something like that. Uh, actually, he gets, he gets kind of panicky, and it, it isn't always too easy to understand him. Uh, at least it hasn't been in the past, anyway. <laughs> so, if, if you see him running up and down the aisles, uh, and you can't make out what he's saying, uh, you, might, you might slip into your life jackets to <laughs> be on the safe side. Uh, I'd like to answer some questions that you may have uh, about the airline. It's uh, the woman right here. Ma'am, ma if I may, I'll repeat the question so everyone uh, can hear it. it. If we should ditch, how long would the plane remain afloat? Is, is that the, was that your question, ma'am? Uh, <laughs> golly, that's, that's awful hard to say, ma'am. <laughs> Uh, some of them go down like a rock. You know? <laughs> and then I don't know, for some reason or other, others will stay up for oh, two, three minutes. It's, uh... <laughs>
Sir, if I may, I'll get your question next. I want to get the gentleman's way in the back there. Sir, could you kind of speak up a little bit? I can't hear you over the roar of our engines. Maybe, you know, if you just... Oh, wait, they stopped now, sir. <laughs> Harry, the engines went out again. It's uh, the third button on the left, I think, here. Hold, hold it, Harry, the cabin lights are going out. Uh... Thir uh, try the third button on the right. That's got him. That's got him. You want, you want to try the question again, sir? <laughs> sir, I'm sorry. I still can't make out what you're saying. Oh, well, sure. All right. All right. You can try it that way. It may work. First word. Sounds like running. Sounds like racing. Track and field. Ran. Oh, it sounds like ran. Uh, man. A lot of man. A whole bunch of men. Oh, men. Men, it's right behind you there, sir. I'm, I'm glad I took your question ahead of this gentleman's over here. Uh, I really have to get back in the cabin now. We, uh, we have it on automatic pilot, but uh, well, the damn thing keeps kicking in and out all the time, and uh, <laughs> we never really know if it's on or not. Oh, uh, one, of the, one of the reasons I came out here, I nearly forgot. Uh, have, have any of you ever, ever been to Hawaii before? This a gentleman right here? It's, uh, it's kind of liver-shaped, isn't it, sir? <laughs> Sir, as, as we're coming in, uh, would you mind very much uh, stopping by the cabin and kind of <laughs> pointing it out to us? We sure appreciate it. Thank you very much. I hope you have a very pleasant trip. Thank you. Thank you. This was another comedy spotlight on the Tom Sumner program. Spreading like a plague And POTUS and his lackeys Have been nothing if not vague Well then you've got to trust the CDC And listen well Unless you want to bid our free society Farewell There is a Super bad transmittable Contagious awful virus And if we don't act quick And social distance It will mire us In a stretch of quarantine That lasts until July A super bad transmittable Contagious awful virus And if you got a better cough in your arm And if you got a better <coughs> Now back in 1918 Influenza had its run But half the docks were busy Overseas with World War One. Today we have mass media And scientists to say If you don't want this virus Well then stay six feet away Super damn important That we practice isolation Cause we're asymptomatic While it's an incubation We'll overwhelm our hospitals If there's not mitigation It's super damn important That we practice isolation 
If we don't do it, then we're all gonna die. If we don't do it, then we're all gonna die. And so I hope at last you'll take this lesson here to heart. Cause it's already scary and we're only at the start. If you get bored, just think of the immunocompromised. Who can't go much of anywhere unless it's sterilized. Oh, super bad, transmittable, contagious, awful virus. If we don't act quick and social distance, it will mire us. In a stretch of quarantine, the lesson to rely on super bad, transmittable. Super bad, transmittable, contagious, awful virus. Super bad, transmittable, contagious, awful virus. You pilots, get off of my lawn. We're trying to do a radio show down here. It's a Tom Sumner program, don't you know? Go on. Go on, get out of here.